Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The, uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, holla at me. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Short Corners is back. We got some interesting ones in here to discuss. The first one I'm really excited about, actually. Uh, Liga MX Man got got put to the fire on national TV by Hercules Gomez. Uh, they asked current ML- Liga MX president Mikel Arriola, you know, if he felt that he was falling behind MLS. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to need y'all to come with the pesos immediately so we can keep pace. Uh, Ken, did you see this? Did you see this happen in real time after the fact? What are your thoughts on it? How you feel about it? Um, this uh, this has just come to my attention, um, and like I hate to say it, but if you're not like a top European league, then like what? the like Mexican Federation president was saying like makes a lot of sense because like, you know, you're not, unless you just close it up and like really try to essentially collectively bargain with sponsors and things like that. Like you're just not going to be able to keep pace because the residual investment just isn't going to be there. You just said closed system out loud. They're going to get you. Hey, bro, <laughs> man. At first, at first, like I used to be uh, a pro railer, but like then I realized that like, you know, women actually like me. And, <laughs> like that shit's bad for the brand. So like I had to leave that pro rail shit behind, bro. I'm, I'm, I cannot even continue the damn podcast after that shit. <laughs> hey, man. But I mean, uh, like, for real, like, you can talk pro rail all you want to, but like, at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, as uh, as my man once said, like, you know, uh, the business of entertainment is blood, and that's what the fans want to see. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, Sports is business here in America and increasingly like a lot of other parts of the world. And there are very few places where like, you know, it's not a spectacle anymore or like it's so entrenched that like it can continue to exist the way it like, you know, it has for hundreds of years there. But Mm -hmm. I mean, all of the leagues like on this side of the continent, at least they're like under 50 years old. You know what I mean? Like no matter the sport. So you know, like you, you can save all that pro rail shit for the birds. Like, you know, you know, it's real when other federations are like, you know, like, hey, man, like, you know, we need to link up, close our system up and start <laughs> getting some of this spanky too. Right. For real. For real. Like, how do you uh, I find it, it super interesting that uh, Ariola specific. I don't know how accurate this number is, if he's just throwing out, you know, a general number off the top of his head or if he's speaking from 
you know, the research papers that have <laughs> landed on his desk. And he said the level of investment of MLS increased 600% in 12 years. He said, we need and want that kind of investment because if we don't do that, we will lose in the following five years. The main plan of the Mexican league is to increase the level of investment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, him being pressed about this on national TV, we've known for at least the last three to five years that a merger of some sort between Liga MX and MLS was a high probability occurrence. And now we're seeing it. Um, that they were pressing him about this on TV, you know, you don't get asked that question at random. You know, this is a business. And if it was funny to the business, that question would have never come up, especially on live TV. So, you know, what that says to me is they are looking for that investment from MLS as well. <laughs> like, put that money over here. We bought the link up. Um, yes, we'll still be competitive. Yes, we'll still be competing to send players to Europe and you know, whatever, whatever, and in competitions uh, in the Americas. However, if we don't get that investment that we're looking for, we won't be able to keep up. And we're seeing that already. You know, mm -hmm. Hercules also pointed out that, you know, Campeones Cup, Gold Cup, uh, you know, whatever domestic competitions we've had, MLS has been kind of putting that ass <laughs> to bed. So, you know, that's not the thing people want to see, even though a lot of people said they wanted to see that. MLS was a joke for a long time. The joke ain't so funny anymore. So if you were on that shit before, you're going to have to eat a lot of, of your words in the next three to five years because MLS is continually on the rise for better or for worse. I always say that. I'm not saying people have to be on the MLS bandwagon. But what I am saying is that what they have done is figured out their goddamn business. And you have to respect that if you if you want to see the game here in the in the United States. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I think, uh, I think what I will, I think what I will push back on a little bit, um, is that like, I definitely want to like pump everybody's brakes on like, you know, MLS being like a top league in the world because in the Americas, that's all in the Americas, a hundred percent. Right. Because like, you know, like you can be a top league in the Americas and like exist in the American market, which is one of the largest markets in the world. Right. And not be a quote unquote, like, you know, top league in the world. Right. Like you, mm -hmm. like, you know, you don't have to be in the European footprint to like have a sustainable league that puts a good product on the field that for the American like landscape of sports, like, you know, turns over a lot of money. I mean, last week we were talking about like, you know, how much like franchises are valued at. And mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about like multiples of billions of dollars. Right. So, I mean, even just getting like a couple of MLS franchises, right? Like you could have five MLS franchises that are worth more than a billion dollars. And that would change the landscape of soccer in America, right? Like, right. would it make it like, you know, like the European game and like all this other bullshit? Like, no. no, but you know, would a couple of franchises being over a billion dollars, like, you know, I don't want to say reorganize, but it would definitely like readjust, you know, like the way soccer is viewed in this country. And I believe like, you know, I believe it would be because I mean, you know, 
pro rail ain't making soccer the number one sport in America. <laughs> like you're wrong, kid. You're wrong. God damn it. Open it up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, no. no. And like, you know, for what it's worth, like if people want to talk about community investment in the game, like opening it up to pro rail, like ain't going to do that. Right. Like, you know, like if you want to focus on like, you know, grassroots community stuff, then that's what that's literally what the third and fourth divisions are for. Like mm-hmm. fucking you look anywhere in the world, like you go over to Europe, man, like, you know, they're top clubs like, yeah, they're doing quote unquote community shit, but they're not like, you know, the guys that are really pulling out grassroots stuff. Right. Facts. Like it's your, you know, it's your smaller clubs. It's your clubs that are in the third and fourth English division that are in the non-football league that are really doing like community based stuff. So, and I mean, those clubs are never going to have a chance to touch the top division without significant financial investment. So, you know, just like get that pro rail shit out of here, bro. Like, you know, if you want to, if you want some pro rail nigga, move to Europe. Like, (laughs) Yo, bro, that's, that's really the, the long and short of it. I think, I, I don't know, maybe I just don't know enough. I don't understand enough, but you know, from everything that I've seen and heard to this point from people who are really adamant about pro rail for USA, you know, it seems that they are completely conflating the idea of, like you're saying, community club, grassroots efforts, and being a high level, highly invested, competitive club and US soccer is like, that's, mm. that's just not how it works, bro. You're doing one thing or the other. It yeah. doesn't really work like that. You can do some communal things as a big club. You know, I'll use NY City, New York City as an example. You know, they do city in the community. They have, you know, they partner with um, uh, community service organizations in the city. You know, that's how they do it. But they're not going to devote more than, you know, probably 5 10% of their time to anything that's not directly sporting related because that's just not what they're here to do. They're here to win, grow, sell players, and dominate an MLS the same way they do everywhere else in the world. And that's just how it works, bro. Yeah. And you know when, uh, you know, like as pure as the Mexican league is about getting their shit off, you know when them hoes start talking about closing that shit up, you know where it's going, bro. And it ain't the pro rail. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Thank you for checking out Chop Soccer Pod Short Corners. For more, check us out on Twitter at Chop Soccer Pod and Instagram at Chop Soccer Pod. You know the vibes.